Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute provides educators access to nonfiction 9-11 resources for K-12, first-person curriculum with video, Discovering Heroes book series for kids, and a speakers bureau with access to 9-11 first responders, survivors, and loved ones. A high-tech 83-foot tractor trailer that transforms into an interactive museum with artifacts and Russell F. Siller Memorial Scholarships for exemplary high school students of program recipients preparing for college. Never forget, donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. What is it, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of the Insert Name FC podcast. And this is usually the time I say, and with me, as always, is my best friend, another host of the show, Edward Robles. But unfortunately, uh, Edward got food poisoning. Um, so as we speak right now, well, on Monday, I don't know how he's going to feel once this show, this episode drops on Friday. Um, but right now he's basically, uh, puking and shitting his brains out. So we'll see how that goes for him. But, um, it, it's, I mean, this is kind of unfortunate. Obviously last week, um, he didn't get to finish the show because of, of a blackout and then his mom not feeling well, which they're feeling well. They're, they're, they got their, you know, his mom's feeling better now. And, um, you know, obviously his house has electricity, but just an uh, interesting series of events for Edward as of lately. But, uh, but yeah, so what happened was Edward ate pasta from Pizza Hut and the chicken in the pasta was undercooked. And, um, Edward kind of knew, had a good idea that he was probably going to experience some food poisoning because he wasn't feeling well. And, um, so yeah. Um, hopefully Edward feels better now by the time this episode drops, but yeah, that happened. So, um, you know, me trying to do my best to, to message anybody that I knew in, in uh, that, that has a pretty good soccer IQ, um, try to message them and try to see if they could, you know, quickly jump in. But obviously it's really short notice. Um, uh, for those that were able to respond to me. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, just the fact that you guys were able to respond, even if it was just you saying you guys couldn't. And I understand the situation. It's very short notice um, and all of that. But uh, thank you for everybody that has responded. And, you know, what's funny is me doing this. This is something I should probably take more advantage of, of some of the resources that I have around me with the connections that I've made um, from just working in sports in general. But uh, yeah, because I, I think we just opened up a whole new avenue for, for Insert Name FC. 
Uh, and this was me trying to, you know, do my, my due diligence to try to find a quick co-host for this episode. But, um, I, I got to learn a lot of things about, you know, my connections alone. So it was pretty cool. Unfortunate for what is going on for Edward, but kind of cool at the same time to see like, man, I do have an amazing support system. And, um, and like I said, thank you for those that responded, even though it was to say that they just couldn't. And once again, I totally understand it's very short notice. So, I mean, if I, if it was the other way around, I, I definitely could get the same thing, especially if I was busy. So no, nah, I totally get it. Um, but yeah. Um, as, and then, uh, Jose was going to jump in, but obviously something just came up. So that's why he's not, obviously I'm doing this by myself, but, um, I appreciate everybody that has, uh, responded back because obviously, you know, you could just not happen and, and I wouldn't be mad at it either. So, uh, but thank you for everybody that responded. It's really cool to see. But anyways, um, you know, that, like, that's a little, I guess, uh, a, like not a surreal moment, but I guess kind of like a, a time, a moment of reflection for myself. Um, but yeah. Um, so yeah, once again, Edward, not feeling well, ate some, ate some pasta for Pizza Hut, which this isn't me kind of, this isn't me bashing Pizza Hut, but I, I think I've had the pasta once. I maybe at least a handful of times I've had the pasta for Pizza Hut. And not by my choosing. And I had a pretty good idea from the first time I ate it that I was like, I don't think this is enjoyable in any way. And, uh, for this to happen to Edward, uh, for him to experience some food poisoning, um, I think Edward for sure is not going to ever order pasta from Pizza Hut ever again. And, and that makes me not want to order pasta from Pizza Hut ever, ever again. So, um, hopefully Edward feels better. Uh, that sucks. But, um, I mean, we still got a show and I'm going to do my best to get as close to two hours as I can. Um, because one, that's what we, that's what we promised to un, the unhinged sports network that we always give them a, a, a two hour show and I will, I will uphold that promise. Um, so I, I mean, basically this is going to be me doing as much as in depth as I can with each of the discussions by myself. Obviously it's easier when you have a co-host because you kind of, you know, feed off of each other and you can go back and forth and you can feed off of what they said. And obviously that's going to be the real challenge is now me doing this by myself. And, and I mean, it was easy last week just because we kind of knocked out the discussion part with the headlines and the debate. Now I'm doing this whole show. So like I was able to do two hours last week because, you know, the other half was just basically just stating for what it was. There was no banter really needed for it. The banter helps, but it wasn't necessary. Unlike with the headlines and the debate topic, that's something that you want to feed off of somebody. So, um, the challenge is going to come into play and I'm up for it. I'm going, I promise you, Jim, I'm going to get you a two hour show. Uh, believe it or not, I'm going to do it. This is my Naruto Uzumaki thing. This, this is my ninja way. If you, God, I sound such like a nerd. But anyways, um, yeah, we got a big show ahead of you guys, man. We got headlines. Obviously our debate topic. We have our game recaps. We have our seat. Doing the season recap. So we're going to be recapping League Un, Serie A, Bundesliga, La Liga, English Premier League, basically the Power Five Leagues. We're going to tell you basically the winners, you know, all, all, the, all the things that you should know about the end of a season. The seasons are over. We know who are champions. We know who's going to Champions League. We know who's going to Europa League. That's what we're going to be talking about. Um, we're going to have, announce our players of the week. Um, the Liga MX final preview. Uh, the final is, we know who's competing in the final. By the time you hear this episode, 
the first leg has already been played, but it's not really going to change who we think is going to win. So, I mean, it's still, I mean, it might be a little bit dated if we say, if we pick the other team that's currently losing in the leg in the, in the first, from the first leg, but I think it still holds to it. Um, and then we're going to preview the 2021 Champions League final. I mean, by, by now you have probably already heard Unhinged FC. If you guys are listening from Unhinged FC, for the Unhinged Sports Network, if you listen to this right now from the Unhinged Sports Network, first of all, hi. And second of all, um, if you listen to Unhinged FC, so you kind of know who I'm picking, but we're going to go a little bit in depth. Uh, I mean, this was going to be the time to hear what Edward uh, uh, has to say, but well, well I'll, I'll, I'll guess I'll reassure you guys what my pick is. And if you guys didn't believe that that's who I think is going to win the final, um, I'll reassure that for you. And that is basically it. Uh, we're not going to do a three up, three down, uh, just because we're having issues picking a topic. So, um, there's no three up, three down today. Um, so I'm really, this, this, the, the task is really ahead of me of trying to make sure I can knock out a, a two hour show. And I'm really up for the challenge. I am telling you, I'm up for this. Um, I'm doing, this is me doing it for Edward. So, so I'm doing this for Edward. I'm doing this for everybody that listens to insert name FC as I'm trying to give you guys a good show. And a really funny show by myself, which this is, I guess, my my test to see if I really could be a stand-up comic. But, you know, let's get going with this show. We're going to go ahead and take a break. And we'll go, you guys are going to listen to an awesome ad read that Spencer did. And we'll get going with the show. Hector, what was your New Year's resolution? Same one as every year. Read more. Why every year? Well, with school and work, it's simply hard to find time to read. What if instead of reading, you listen to someone read your books for you on Audible? Audible? Audible has a large library of audiobooks that you can listen to at your convenience. I like listening to my audiobooks on my way to work. What if I don't like Audible? You can start a 30-day free trial when you go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash insert name FC podcast. You'll be supporting the insert name FC podcast along with finally getting that New Year's resolution done. Thanks. Now I'm going to start a 30-day free trial. And we are back. Once again, take full advantage of that great partner of ours. Um, I mean, you know, not only will you be helping yourself out with that partner, but also you'll be helping us insert name FC um, and the Unhinged Sports Network as well. So we can, you know, maybe I'm not doing this in my bedroom anymore. We're going to do this in a, in a studio. Uh, you know, make this more legit and probably make Spencer's job a little bit easier when editing these episodes. But anyways, let's get going with these headlines. And the first headline, this was a big, 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 I don't know how much to emphasize, but this was huge in the soccer world, specifically in the English Premier League, because Harry Kane wants out of Tottenham. Um, So for those of you who don't know who Harry Kane is, Harry Kane is the guy up front, the striker, for Tottenham, but also the guy up front for England. And I do believe he is the captain of England as well. Um, he is an amazing player, a great goal scorer. We'll talk about his accolades in the English Premier League when we get to our, our to the season uh, recap for the English Premier League. But has ha- it's just been an amazing player for Tottenham. And the issue is just Tottenham is just a very, like, I'm going to say, I'm just going to say, I mean, you guys know, some of y'all know that I'm an Arsenal fan. You guys might think that this is just me being, having my Arsenal bias, but Tottenham is overrated. 
like I like Hungman's son. I like Harry Kane. I like some of the players that that team has, but it Tottenham is just so underrated, man. Like a lot of people hype this team up and, and respectively so because of the players that they have. But at the end of it all, to me, the, Tottenham's still going to Tottenham um, in my in my mind, and I, that's how he's got to look at it. And I'm sure people are going to be like, "Well, Arsenal's going to Arsenal," and I mean, I get that. But Harry Kane is just—he's been frustrated with the club's inability to compete. So it's not just me saying it. Your freaking your freaking star player is also saying the same shit. So I mean, don't don't look at me. Um, I do believe he's also the ca- the captain of of Tottenham as well. I could be wrong on that one, but I I know I've seen him where the captains are been a few times. But um, but yeah, like I was saying, man, like he's just been frustrated with the fact. I mean, they finished in seventh place this season. I can't say anything. Arsenal finished ninth, I believe. Uh, but they got the yeah. So they're fin- they finished in seventh. They're not in the Europa League. They're not going to be in Champions League. I believe they're in the Europa Conference League, which is a, kind of like a, another tournament that's going to be going on next year. And the winner of that will get a spot in the Europa League. So that's what they're fighting for. So. Congrats, Tottenham. I don't know. But, you know, Hurricane has actually been kind of frustrated through for a while now for, with Tottenham's underperformance. And, and, and Hurricane is a player that a lot of teams are interested in. Obviously, he's an established forward, has plenty of experience. And also, the fact is that he's still pretty young. Um, I believe he's like 28 or 27, somewhere around there. He, he's in his, in his late 20s. So he's still in a really good age. Where he can go into a uh, definitely go to a contender and help and be that that it factor to push them up from wherever they are, whether that's league champions to Champions League contender, Champions, you know, all that stuff. Like I mean, this guy can instantly improve your front, um, and I'm sure there's more. There's plenty of clubs that would want his services, but Tottenham has just been very reluctant. Tottenham has a thing for just being very reluctant at selling their players. I mean, you saw it with Gareth Bale, you saw it with Luka Modric. They're very very reluctant in selling their star players um and it kind of weirdly enough it leads to like having their players be frustrated because i do believe that there was some frustration with luka modric i know luka modric was wanting to go to real madrid and they held him off and then finally got to go to real madrid eventually um obviously and then same thing with with gareth bale so i mean it's kind of just you know same shit different day when it comes to uh when it comes to uh, Tottenham and Tottenham players, um, but what's what's you know obviously, like I said, this is a, for Harry Kane services. A lot of teams have been willing to go and, and put the money up for him. Um, I mean, he is that guy. He like he is just that good. Um, and I think Tottenham thought that they had a good team this year. Even I thought that they had a pretty good team, um, and obviously they fell apart. Um, they looked like strong. They were. Weirdly enough, Edward and mine's strong favorite to win the Europa League, and then they lo- lose to Dinamo Zagreb, a team that literally lost their manager like a few days before because he got arrested, and and so like just ding- and then they, they they basically just fell off. Like they looked really good at the beginning, and then kind of just fell off in the second half of the season, um, in in typical Tottenham fashion. Um, but I think now with Harry Kane, show- this this is just the year for players wanting to. Not, not only in soccer, but like in, in 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 all sports, like it just seems like the year where players can just say, "I don't, I just don't want to be here anymore." It's starting to seem like you know you got Deshaun Watson wanting to leave the Texans, you got Julio Jones saying that he wants out of the Atlanta Falcons, which I I, I totally get that. Um, you got freaking Aaron Rodgers wanting out of Green Bay. 
Like, it, this is just a year for players to just say, I just don't want to play for this team. So, and, and Harry Kane, just Harry Kane, you know, Messi, you're, you're just seeing this shit going on. And so it's kind of weird how this is work. It's been working out like that this year. Uh, but there is some clubs that are, are obviously interested, and that's Manchester United, Manchester City, and Chelsea. Like I said, man, Harry Kane can instantly upgrade the, any team that he goes in, especially for a contender. You're talking about putting him in Manchester United, where you have Bruno Fernandez, you have, um, uh, you know, Marcus Rashford, you have playmakers on that team, and you have Harry Kane that's going to be someone that you know you can put it out there for him and he's going to score a goal, whether that's through the air or just, you know, giving him a solid pass in the ground. Like, you know, this guy's going to, you know, put in the back of the net. Manchester City, if they do this, I'll, I'll tell you right now. Manchester City might be a strong favorite to to pull pull a, a not only a quadruple but probably win five trophies next year. That, I'm telling you, winning the the Carabao Cup, winning the FA Cup, winning the English Premier League, uh, winning the Community Shield might fuck around and win the Champions League. Like they they can do that. Like I honestly think that they can do that. Uh, they they really are that be that instantly better. And it's crazy because this that Manchester City roster is already jacked up as it is, very talented, loaded with talent. And you tell me you lose Sergio Aguero and you bring in Harry Kane, like you're you're just not gonna be fair. Like that team is not gonna be fair. And and you're you're clearly gonna win the English Premier League and, and much more when you have Harry Kane. And then Chelsea, uh, a team that needs to kind of definitely improve on their attack. Harry, Harry Kane is just that guy. Even though I understand that they have Timo Werner um, they have Olivia Giroud. They they have some players that in that position, but when you have a chance to get Harry Kane, you you completely you know forget those details. You might even sell those guys because you're just gonna get Harry Kane is that dude. If there's somebody to go put it all in the line for, it is Harry Kane. So this isn't one of those you know, oh you know I don't have to make this move. No, it's this is like if you can't afford it. This is, this is like, this is what Real Madrid should have done instead of go get Eden Hazard. But like, you know, that's what, uh, Hazard was a luxury pick. Harry Kane's a luxury pick. Like you may not need to get, that's not like a drastic need, but Harry Kane's an up, uh, is automatically an upgrade to whatever you have on your team. So, so Harry Kane is that dude. I think he, he has every right to want to leave Tottenham. He's not going to compete. And the way things are looking for Tottenham, they might have to rebuild. Um, I mean, I'm over-exaggerating. I'm sure that Tottenham will be fine. But I'm sure Harry Kane doesn't want to wait any longer. They're going to bring in another new manager. And, and Harry Kane actually said this. He was he was a big Jose Mourinho guy. He was all for Jose Mourinho. Um, so he didn't like losing Jose Mourinho. Um, so that just adds on more frustration. You know, you're going into with another new with another manager. Um, you just you're done playing doing the same thing over and over again. You want something a little bit more solidified, and I think any of these clubs would would definitely could drastically improve when you have Harry Kane. Even if they're already a strong roster as it is, Harry Kane just makes you significantly better. It's like I, I mean we don't I don't want to like you know compare the two, but it kind of does. It is fair to say. Harry Kane is basically Robert Lewandowski. Like he is the English Robert Lewandowski. Even though Robert Lewandowski is at a whole different level, but 
it's it's like how you see Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich is a super stacked team, a really good team, a really great team, a contender, if you will. Without Robert Lewandowski, you add Robert Lewandowski, you're not only contenders, you're favorites to win everything. And and that's what I see with Harry Kane. Harry Kane is to me like the English version of Robert Lewandowski. You know, you could have like Manchester City is a really great team. They are going, they're Champions League contenders. You put Harry Kane in Manchester City, they're Champions League favorites. Uh, Manchester United, they become from contenders to favorites with the English Premier League. Chelsea, you put them from contender to favorite with and, and that's not me just not pointing, like, that's not like, oh, like, oh, these clubs are, are perfect, you know, but with what they have and with what Harry Kane brings to the table, that makes them so much deadlier. And it's going to be really hard for teams to defend against when you have a guy like that. Cause I mean, like I said, think about it with Manchester United. Not only do you have to go up against Bruno Fernandes, but now you have Harry Kane in the mix. When you go look at Manchester City, you got Kevin De Bruyne, you have Raheem Sterling, you have Ferran Torres, you have Phil Foden. And then up top, you have, you have Harry Kane. It, 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 this is, this is a loaded move. And then Chelsea, Christian Pulisic, uh, Hudson Odoi, uh, Conte, you know, uh, this is too many Zayek, like Kai Havertz, Timo Werner, depend, maybe you put Timo Werner on the wing or maybe you, you use, you get a two, uh, two striker formation. You instantly become better with Harry Kane on the field. Maybe Harry Kane could help Timo Werner. Maybe the, because they're so focused on Harry Kane, now Timo Werner becomes a leading goal scorer as well. So, like, like I said, he can instantly improve any club he goes to. Now, I'm going to throw another club in there. I, I don't hear any rumors from them, but if Arsenal wants to make a statement, they really want to make a statement and they want to show the fans of Arsenal that they want to compete. You need to start making some big signings. Harry Kane is that big signing. Harry Kane comes to Arsenal. I think Arsenal becomes instantly better. Just with the young talent that they have right now, with Smith Rowe, with, with Saka, with Martinelli, that midfield, um, I mean, they still need some work on the midfield. That backline needs some work. But the attack will be, there'll probably be an answer for the attack if you have Harry Kane up top. So, I mean, it's going to be a big move for wherever Harry Kane goes. Harry Kane wanting to leave Tottenham it really just shaked up the whole English Premier League. Uh, just the way it's been looking like. He's going to shake up the English Premier League, depending where he goes. Because, I mean, if he goes to Man City, I mean, I think it's just business as usual for Man City. But I think that this is such a big move. And whoever gets him is, is already going to be, to me, is going to, from whatever they are, instantly improved to something. So like for Arsenal's case, right now they're just kind of like they're there. I think with Harry Kane, they can they can make that team a contender. I mean, it's just one player, but I think when you look at like the young players that are coming with Arsenal, it could be a good spot. But you know, I don't think Harry Kane wants to go to Arsenal. I think Harry Kane wants to go somewhere where he's gonna win some championships and the teams that are right now linked with him, those are teams that are gonna help him win a championship. So there is that. Um, wow, I actually did not that bad. I think it was pretty good. Now, the second headline. Kareem Benzema makes his return to France. So, kind of going from one forward, one striker to another striker and, and Kareem Benzema. Why is this so big? Um, 
I mean, so for those who, who don't know, Karim Benzema made the France roster for the Euros that's coming up this summer. Uh, it's big because it's been six years since the last time Karim Benzema has been called up by the French national team. So that, that means he missed out. He won. He missed out on, on, um, on the World Cup. He missed out on last year's Euros. Um, so the last year, not last year, the last year he missed out on as well. Um, and it's only mainly because of the fact of the, of the sex tape scandal that he was a part of. Um, not really going to go into depth really too much about it, but anyway, it kind of involves, uh, Valbuena, another French player, um, where apparently there was a sex tape, uh, of Valbuena and, and Karim Benzema allegedly was, was going to use that as blackmail. For what I don't know, uh, but that was what essentially happened with that scandal, and um, because of that, all that drama that happened, uh, Karim Benzema hasn't been looked at by the French national team ever since, and it's been really hard to argue for Benzema for not to have him on the French national team because of just how well he's been doing Real Madrid over the years, and you know, obviously, I believe he's he's the the leading goal, the leading goal scorer Frenchman in Champions League. So it's, it's kind of crazy to, to not have that guy on the roster. But like, to be honest though, France is a very loaded team. I mean, like everywhere. And, and that's what is kind of like the part that I can understand why he's not getting called up as well, especially when you look at the forward position with Olivier Giroud, Kylian Mbappe, Antoine Griezmann. So there's a lot of players in the striker position. Obviously, you can maneuver some things. Obviously, you can put Mbappe on the right uh, or Griezmann on the left, even though I prefer Griezmann up front. But or you can use a two-striker formation. Like it, this is big. Like I mean, it's big for Karim Benzema, someone that ha- has done so well and has constantly been kind of put to the side from from France. And I believe there was at one point where he even contemplated of switching from the French national team over to Algeria um, and play for the Algerian national team, which. Honestly, wouldn't be that bad for him either because of how, how good Algeria. I mean, they just won the, the Africa Cup of Nations not that long, you know, a few years ago. And, it, you know, probably, probably a pretty good situation for himself as well. But obviously he stayed on as a Frenchman and, and, you know, he's, he's making the team. And I mean, he's had a great year for Real Madrid. Um, since I feel like since Ronaldo's left, Benzema has definitely stepped up for Real Madrid. Uh, and I, I, I'll, I'll be honest with y'all when, when, and I think I've said this before on the podcast, to be honest, but, um, when the, 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 the new Galacticals was coming in, and obviously you guys don't know the new Galacticals, it was, um, Cristiano Ronaldo, Kaka, Kareem Benzema, Xabi Alonso, uh, Raul Abiol, um, this is the name of you. I can't remember all of them on the top of my head, but from that original group signing. And I remember, even though as exciting as Cristiano Ronaldo was and Kaká, two players that I love watching, um, those were big. But to me, getting Benzema was was massive for me because I thought this is a guy. This is a guy that's going to come in once Raúl is no longer with Real Madrid. He's going to be that guy up top, and I mean, he's still here. You know, Kaká is no longer. You know, Kaká ended up going. I believe went back to AC Milan, then went to Orlando. Could be wrong on that one. And then, you know, Ronaldo went, went ahead and went to Juventus. Um, but the only player standing is Karim Benzema and he's looked really good. Um, so I mean, 
you know, he, he does, he deserves to get the call up. I mean, the French national team is just fully loaded, but I can't wait to see him. I'm really excited to see him back with, back in blue. Uh, I can't wait. I might, I might, I might try to get me a Korean Benzema French jersey because, um, like I said, I like Karim Benzema. He's, he's, I think he was a very underrated signing from that original group of the Galacticos and he's been, and he's lived up for it ever since. So, um, I'm really happy for Karim Benzema and I can't wait to see what he's going to do, uh, with France, the Euros, uh, the Euros. I'm, I, I can't wait for the Euros in general. So this summer is going to be crazy loaded with, with, uh, with some competition. So I can't wait, uh, to, to just take in all that's going to be coming because it's going to be a fun, fun, uh, fun summer for me. But yeah, no, I can't. Definitely makes it even better with Karim Benzema being part of the Euros and and the France squad, a French squad that could honestly win it because that team is just loaded. I mean, I'm not gonna say that they're winning it right now, but definitely a team to be keeping an eye on for the Euros. So yeah, congratulations, Karim Benzema. Uh, can't wait to see what he's gonna do in Le Bleu. And the last headline is Colombia will not be hosting, well, well co-hosting. Uh, Copa America. Um, kind of similar to, you know, Edward not co-hosting this episode of Insert Name FC. Colombia will no longer be co-hosting Copa America that's coming up this summer. Um, and, and the reason they're no, well, so originally they were going to co-host Copa America with Argentina, which is an interesting, uh, choice for a co-host just because of where Argentina is versus where Colombia is. Um, is, is, there's quite the, the distance if you, if you ask me. Um, but I need to check that. I can't be saying that shit and, and next, you know, find out that I'm completely and utterly wrong on that because God knows that's not going to be a good look for me. Um, if I, if I, if I just go ahead and say that where Colombia is versus, uh, Argentina, I'm pretty sure they're not, they're, they're far away from each other though. I am very confident in it just cause like, I've been playing FIFA a lot. And, and so, yeah, no, yeah, there. So Argentina is down south and Colombia is up north. I mean, I, to me, that just doesn't make sense to do a co-host. Like if, if you are, if you are, you know, up north and, and Ar- if Colombia is up north and Argentina is on the south, like, you know, the traveling is going to be kind. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they're flying, you know, they're traveling through plane. But that, like, the, the logic there for the travel just doesn't make sense. I think if you, if you were to have co-hosts for any tournament, it makes more sense to have them at least, like, geographically next to each other. Um, but, you know, I'm not comfortable. You know, I, I don't, I don't run the Copa America, but yeah, that was the plan. Colombia was going to co-host the tournament with Argentina. And, um, due to some protests that have been going on in Colombia, uh, comfortable. Which is the governing body for, uh, the, for South America chose to strip Colombia, um, after they, so the plan was to move Copa America to November. Um, and I guess they, it, you know, they, they tried and, and it just couldn't work out. Like it, the, and I mean, it would be, it would have not worked out, especially with the players that play, you know, your, you know, the guys that play abroad, they'll be in the middle of their seasons and they can't just take a whole month, almost a whole month off to play a tournament when your, your league is still, your club is still in league play and they're contesting for, you know, for their league title. It's November. So that's like the halfway point. So you're definitely trying to put yourself in a good spot for a good push in the second half. So, I mean, it, it, it just wasn't going to work out at all. 
Uh, and, uh, okay. Um, and, and, and so just, just because of that, like, I just don't think it, it was going to ever work. So obviously it got rejected. And from that, they chose to strip Colombia, uh, from the Copa America. Now, Colombia can still play in Copa America. It's just that they won't host Copa America. It's just the venues because of the protest just what it wasn't going to work out for the venues. And so, so the options where they're at is Argentina, Argentina, Argentina could be the, I mean, I guess Argentina, but Argentina could be the only host of the tournament, but Chile and Paraguay, who are in fact geographically close to Argentina, have expressed interest in possibly being a co-host. So we could see, I mean, I'm sure they'll make a decision eventually, uh, pretty soon. I mean, obviously it's coming up this summer. Um, so you gotta make it, make a big choice on, on who's gonna, on like, what are you gonna do with this tournament? Um, I mean, if you just did in Argentina, obviously you just have to make sure you can schedule the event, you know, to use the venues in Argentina. Um, that, that would be the, the, the option. Or if you were to add either Chile or Paraguay, I mean, like I said, they're geographically close to, to Argentina. So travel wouldn't be as, as bad as, you know, having to go to Colombia. Um, so that could be the move. Um, I feel like I've seen Chile, uh, host Copa America recently. I think Argentina also, uh, hosted the Copa America recently as well. So I would love to see Paraguay, uh, be in, you know, be the, the co-host, but, to me, it doesn't really matter. I think, I, I mean, I think Argentina has already been prepared for this. So I would just say just that Argentina hosted maybe next year, Paraguay or, or, or Chile or Chile and, and Paraguay can host it in the next, the, the next tournament. But, um, I mean, at this point, it's just too short notice. At least, at least right now, Argentina has the venues and have been preparing for this tournament. So I think it makes more sense just to let Argentina just take the reins and, and let them host the whole thing. So, I mean, that could be the way to go. At least that's what I would do. At least that's, that's what logically makes more sense to me. Um, in that aspect to just, you know, let Argentina run it. Um, that, that's just my thoughts, but you know what? I'm not going to bowl. <laughs> so it's above my pay grade. I'm not going to be able to tell y'all full on, but if it was me, I would say Argentina, you host this, you host the, the Copa America next, maybe offer Colombia the next. Uh, the next, uh, Copa America, maybe that would, or at least get, let them be like the front runner for that bid and, and then let Chile and Paraguay also be, you know, or any other country that wants to host it, um, go in there, but, you know, maybe put Colombia more in a favorable decision, you know, like re, re, at least consider like, Hey man, we, as long as everything's fine in Colombia, like I'm not saying like, Oh, if, you know, shit's still bad in Colombia, which I mean, the only shit that's bad is just the protests. I mean, there's a lot of stuff go, that goes down in Colombia, but, um, with the protests going on in Colombia, that's, so, that's the issue. But, um, you know, maybe, maybe have them be the host for the next Copa America could be the move, but we'll see how it goes, man. Like, I, I mean, um, I think for right now, it just makes sense. Let Argentina host the thing. All right, man. So we are here for the debate topic. And like I said, this is going to be a little bit different with the fact that it's just me, not, you know, not me and Edward, but, here we are. All right. So if you want to be part, if you want to, oh, where am I going with this? <laughs> Had a brain fart right there. Yeah. All right. So we're going to drop the debate topic 
on our Instagram and Twitter at Insert Name FC, both, you know, Insert Name FC on Instagram and Twitter. So that's both the, the handles. Um, we're going to post the debate topic. Uh, you are actually, we completely, uh, favor that you choose to participate on the post. So, you know, share us your thoughts on this topic. Um, whether you agree or not, doesn't really matter. Just share, share your thoughts. And if you have an idea for a debate topic that you want to hear in a future episode of Insert AMFC, preferably with Edward back, then, you know, you can either, uh, drop it on the post or you can send us a, a, a personal message once again on Instagram and Twitter at Insert AMFC. Um, and if we like what we, if we like it, We'll go ahead and use it for a future episode and we'll even give you a shout out, not only on the show, but also in, in on our post. So if you want to, if you want that, make sure you, once again, if you have a debate topic, uh, soccer debate topic, make sure you send it to us either through a personal message or you could just uh, put it on the post. So there is that. So today's debate topic is, can we see a Serie A club win the Champions League next year? Now, some of you are probably like, fuck kind of debate topic is this? And I totally get that. But the reason why I'm, I'm saying this is because we're seeing a resurgence with the Syria. And specifically, the Milans. You know, Inter Milan just won the Syria. Spoiler alert if you guys didn't know. Inter Milan won the Syria pretty well. Um, so, you know, you're starting to see them come back. You, you, and they found this resurgence since Conte, you know, Conte took over. Juventus is still the powerhouse that they are, but you know, kind of fell off a little bit this year. But I'm sure they're going to make some moves this this coming transfer window to to re to kind of reestablish to establish that team back on top. And then, of course, AC Milan, just the amazing resurgence that they have. They're going to have Zlatan Ibrahimovic back. They're back in the Champions League. They. Came in really strong in the first half of this season, kind of fell off, and I think that was kind of expected, especially with with the roster that they had, which was a very young and inexperienced roster, but still managed to get a Champions League spot. Um, and I mean, Atalanta, also the other team that's also going to be in the Champions League. Um, you know, nothing against them, man. The, you know, these clubs look great. Atalanta looks better and better each year, um, and so because of that, that's why I'm. Serie A is looking better, and I think the league's getting better, especially when your big clubs are getting better. I think the league gets better, um, and, and I think that that's something to to take into consideration. That you know, the last time that a team, a Serie A team, has won the Champions League goes back to when Inter Milan with Jose Mourinho was their manager. Um, since then, I mean, Juventus has made the final a few times, but lost in both of them, and, and so the way that this that these teams are looking right now, could we see them win the Champions League next year? For me, even though I'm based, this is a debate topic, and I just told you how how most how improved I've seen these Serie A clubs have been. I don't think they're there just yet to win it next year. I like what I'm seeing. I think maybe the year after, so not this, not not this coming Champions League, but the Champions League after. I think could be the the Champions League where we see an Italian side. Back in the final and maybe, just maybe, win the Champions League again. Um, whether that's, that's, whether that's, uh, AC Milan, Inter Milan, Juventus, or shoot, even Atalanta, or maybe a Napoli, or, or, or Lazio. Like, I think that this, you know, that the fact that Serie A is getting better, 
one thing, the fact that Serie A is getting better is a good sign, and that's a good thing for for Champions League, and that's good for for soccer in Europe. Is when Italy comes back, um, and these clubs look really good. Um, you, obviously, you, you got to see what they do in this in this coming transfer window. But you know, you should be excited for a Serie A. I think Serie A wants to get back to being that 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 top three of the leagues because I think even though I guess by default the Bundesliga is. It's not a very like confident that that's the number the the top three part of the top three. Obviously, if you think of the top three in my head, you know EPL, La Liga, and Bundesliga, and that's in my head. But I think Serie A can make make a jump and get back into that top three spot. Um, and I think winning a Champions League is going to be that decider. Why I don't think they're going to win it next year is because Juventus is still. I mean. Juventus has a good team. They have some promising young players. You're, you're still going to have Cristiano Ronaldo, but I think they're still going to be missing some few things. And when they bring in those players, you know, you still got to be able to gel with them. So that could be an issue. Uh, I think that's the issue is like what, whoever they bring in, even though they could be impactful and everything, they still got to be able to work with the team. And so that's why I'm kind of, I'm not giving them this, the, this coming Champions League, but next, the, the following Champions League, I think that's where we really see what these Italian clubs can really do. Once they have some chemistry, once they have things going, once he's got, and, and I mean, for, for AC Milan's side, I mean, they're making the return to Champions League. Some of these guys don't have Champions League experience. So it's going to, you know, they're going to, they're going to have to be on a curve right now to see how they do in this coming Champions League. And like I said, so Juventus and Inter Milan could make a strong push for the Champions League next year, but I don't think they're going to win it just yet. And then also it depends what happens with some of these. I know some players are probably rumored to leave, you know, these clubs. So that could also be a factor. I mean, what happens there? Does is it like a loss that's gonna kind of fall, make these teams fall off a little bit, or will they be able to re- replace those guys well enough for them to be business as usual? So that's another question. So because of those questions, I don't know if they can win in this coming Champions League, but the following Champions League, I think. Serie A is going to be a very interesting te- league to be looking at in the Champions League, um, for sure. I mean, you know, you're going to, and then on the other leagues, obviously, you know, you're going to see, uh, Manchester City, depending on what they, you know, Hurricane, that's going to be a big, effect. what if one of these Italian teams go get a Hurricane? So, I mean, that's another thing you got to think about. But I mean, just because we're all, we, we only threw out the English Premier League teams, that doesn't mean that Hurricane is going to be to going to the English Premier League, though. That's, I think that's what it looks like. But what if, AC Milan makes a big move. What if Juventus makes a big move? What if, uh, in, uh, you know, Inter Milan makes a big, I mean, we've seen, we've seen Inter Milan get some guys from the English Premier League plenty of times now. So that could happen, but obviously they're, they got Lukaku. So I don't think they necessarily need a forward. And I mean, you know, Ram, you know, Ram, AC Milan has, has, uh, Zatan Ibrahimovic. So maybe they feel good there. And I mean, Juventus has Cristiano Ronaldo, but, Atalanta? Well, no, they got Zapata. But anyways, it's going to be really interesting to see what these teams do to get themselves ready for Champions League. Because they have some good teams. There's the, the teams are getting better in Serie A, so that's something that we definitely need to at least put some respect on them for that league. But uh, but yeah, I can't wait to see what Serie A does. Not, not, not this coming Champions League, but the following Champions League, I think for sure you're going to see someone making a push for the Champions League final. Uh, I, I, I really feel really confident in Serie A like that, but we'll see how that goes. So 
So basically, to answer the debate topic, do can I see uh, a Serie A club win the Champions League next year? No, but they're close. They're real close. So yeah. So once again, you're gonna find this post on Instagram or Twitter at insurname FC. Uh, once again, you can go in there uh, and and well, you know, you obviously like a uh, like would be nice, and also well. Also, a retweet or you know, or share it on your story, but um, and then and then share us your thoughts. Tell us what you think on this topic. Do you, and if you say yes, you know, yes or no, you know, kind of explain as to why. And once again, if you guys have a debate topic that you want to hear uh, hear us talk about, well, you can either share it on that post or you can send a personal message to us on Instagram or Twitter. Once again, at Instagram FC. Um, and, and if we like it, we'll go ahead and, and feature it in a future episode. And we will even give you a shout out, not only on the show, but also when we post that debate topic, uh, for that, for that episode. So, uh, make sure you guys partake in that because we do love, we do love he- hearing from you guys. Um, that, that's what we like. We'd like to interact with y'all as much as we can. And especially right now, we're still, you know, we're still pretty new. We're still kind of getting the groove of things. So we're still actually able to interact with y'all. So uh, make sure you guys go ahead and do that, so we we can we can hear you guys out and and either maybe you give us a different perspective and and you know you open our eyes or uh, you know we'll debate on it. So make sure you guys do that. All right. So I'm gonna go ahead and take a break, and then we'll get going with game recaps. Bro, where did you get that sick jersey? What, this thing? I got it at Fanatics. Fanatics? Yeah, Fanatics. It is a one-stop shop of all things sports. They sell jerseys, hats, shirts, jackets, and much more. You can go to our bio on Instagram and Twitter at insertnamefc. You'll see our link tree to Fanatics. When you go shop on that link, you will not only be getting some fresh gear, but you'll also be supporting Insert Name FC and the Unhinged Sports Network. I'm going to go start shopping now. I'm going to go start shopping now. And we are back. All right. Games to recap. Once again, if you guys are, are just catching this part of your probably from Unhinged Sports Network, uh, listening through Unhinged Sports Network. Um, <laughs> if you didn't know, Edward is not here today. And that is because of the fact that, um, he got food poisoning from eating pasta at Pizza Hut. I don't know if Unhinged is looking to partner with Pizza Hut because if, if that, ha- if that's happening, we're not doing a good job. <laughs> but, um, hopefully, <laughs> I mean, I don't know why. I guess this is, I feel like I'm going to be doing a lot of bashing of Pizza Hut. I don't know why. I actually do eat Pizza Hut. But anyways, Edward's not here because he got food poisoning for me to pasta for Pizza Hut. Um, I'm sure he'll, he'll be fine by the time this episode drops, but just want to put that out there that. Edward got food poisoning from eating pasta at Pizza Hut. So, once again. But anyways, so, games to recap. Edward's game to recap, and I think he did this mainly just to kind of get under my skin and also maybe make Spencer feel a little bit better about himself. And that is Atletico Madrid beating Real Valladolid 2-1. to uh, Atletico Madrid had 52% of the possession, and Atletico Madrid also outshot uh, 14 to 10. And of course, they won this game. This was one of the games that we previewed last episode. And you guys, 
if you guys didn't catch that episode, what I said was, if Atletico wins, Atletico Madrid wins this game, there's nothing Real Madrid can do. Atletico Madrid are champions of Spain. Um, I mean, I think also they could have gone away with it with a draw as well. But just uh, once again, um, you know, Atletico Madrid are champions of La Liga, and we'll, we'll also mention that for the season season recaps. But it is their 11th La Liga title. Second, second time Diego Simeone has won. And it's kind of crazy, uh, when I think about it because the first time Atletico Madrid won with Diego Simeone, gotta mention that again, with Diego Simeone was, uh, um, was when they got David Villa from Barcelona. So a former striker from Barcelona went to uh, Atletico Madrid and won La Liga. This time around, they got another former Barcelona striker in Luis Suarez. And Luis Suarez goes ahead and helps Atletico Madrid win their 11th La Liga title. Um, there's just so much to say about Luis Suarez. Um, you know, the, all that, all the drama that he, he dealt with, with the off, with, you know, last year's offseason, um, to the point where Barcelona kind of pushed him away. And, and, you know, ended that relationship with, with the club and him in such a negative way. Um, and you could see the, the satisfaction and the, and the, and the, fa- and the appraisal that he felt, um, from winning La Liga with Atletico Madrid. Um, you know, you saw what that title meant for him. I'm sure he, every title that he's won with Barcelona has meant something to him, but, um, I feel like Atletico Madrid, that championship run, just because of all that he, he had to go through. At Barcelona near, near, near the end of his time there, um, was so painful for him. And, and to win La Liga, especially after basically being told that he was too old and he would, ne- you know, he just couldn't compete at that level. And he's kind of, oh, he's kind of the reason why Atletico Madrid, not, not kind of, he is the reason why Atletico Madrid got, had so much success this year. Um, and so, yeah, no, it was, it's, Atletico Madrid de- definitely deserves to win. La Liga this year, they were the better team, and, and that's why they're the champions of La Liga. So, once again, Edwards' game to recap is Atletico Madrid beating Real Valladolid two to one. My game to recap, and we're gonna go to the second division in Germany in the Bundesliga two, and that is Gruther Firth beating Dusseldorf three to two. Firth had fifty two percent of the possession. Firth also outshot Dusseldorf 16 to 5. And the man to highlight is Julian Green. Now, for those of you who do not know who Julian Green is, Julian Green was looked at as the next big thing in US soccer. He was basically Christian Polisic before Christian Polisic. He was not playing for Bayern Munich, but he was part of Bayern Munich's youth system. Um, and you know, the logic back in the day. With the U.S. men's national team and players from abroad, you don't have to be playing, but you're probably going to be our best player anyways because you play in Europe. And I mean, obviously, when you're part of a youth system like Bayern Munich's, you know that's probably a good reason, right? And so he was part of the U.S.'s 2014 World Cup team. I did, I do believe he scored, uh, scored a few. I don't know if he scored a goal. I know he scored a goal, at least a goal for the U.S. Um. At, and like I said, there was a lot of excitement around him. Um, and then 
uh, things kind of just fell apart. Um, as you know, obviously you find him now in the second division in Germany. Clearly it hasn't gone as well as, as we all thought for Julian Green, but you know, he ends up scoring the goal, the equalizer for this game. And like I said, uh, Gretherford ends up winning this game against Dusseldorf three to two, but the goal that Julian Green was all that they needed for, uh, Gretherford's promotion to the Bundesliga for the second time in their club's history. The last time they made it to the Bundesliga was in 2000 for the 2012-2013 season where they got relegated back down the, at, at the end of that season. But that's huge. So Julian Green helps uh, achieve history for this club. Um, and I mean, Julian Green had an amazing season with, with, um, with, uh, Greta Firth this year. Um, so much so that he got a call up for the, to, for the Switzerland game. Um, I'm, I'm just, ex- I'm excited for Julian Green. I, I feel like, you know, there, there's always that pressure when you're a, play- when you're an American that's playing abroad. Um, and for you to, you know, obviously, uh, he, you know, he didn't necessarily, take this in a negative way. Obviously things didn't work out or how he hoped it would have worked out, but you know, he made best of the situation that was in, he was in the second division of Germany and brought that team back into the Bundesliga for the second time in their history. Um, so hopefully that means good things for Julian green to come. Um, definitely a guy that I was hoping to get his, to get his redemption. I think he's definitely getting in. And hopefully that means if he continues to play this way, um, hopefully, uh, some more U.S. men's national team calls is coming. So, uh, I can't wait to see more of it. But yeah, congratulations, um, uh, for Julian Green and Greta for, for beating Dusseldorf three to two and getting promoted to the Bundesliga for the second time in their club's history. So once again, to point out the games to recap, Edward has Atletico Madrid beating Real Valladolid two to one. And I have Greta for beating Dusseldorf three to two. Now, the season is officially over. Well, I mean, there's some, there's still some seasons going on, but the seasons are officially over, uh, for, at least for the, the top, the top five leagues in Europe. So we know who were champions. We know who's going to Champions League. We know who's going to the Europa League. We know who's getting relegated. So let's go ahead and talk about it. And we'll start things off with Ligun. And the champion of Ligun is Lille. Now, you probably heard me and I were mentioning it a few times that League One was definitely a, a league to watch this year. Um, it was very closely contested, not only between first and second, but at one point, fourth place was also still in it. And Lil, who just, you know, took that lead and stuck with it. Um, you know, obviously having PSG trying to creep up behind, um, and they have the season that they have. And, and it's so crazy to talk about, uh, Lil just because of, they kind of became like, if you're, if you're a fan of like last chance, you, um, like those kind of stories, those redemption stories, Lil kind of was like that was like a last chance you. And the reason why I say that is because you had Timothy way, a player that once an American player that once played for PSG. Um, you know, he, he did well at Celtic. Um, uh, but obviously then eventually ended up moving to Lil. Uh, to play for them. Um, you have John and David, a Canadian player that probably gets overlooked because of the other Canadian player that's doing well in Europe and Alfonso Davies. But John and David makes the move 
Sioux League Un playing for Leo up top and definitely gets noticed as well. You have Renato Sanchez, a, a, a Portuguese wonder kid that thought everyone thought that this was going to be the next big thing for Portugal. Gets a big move to Bayern Munich. Didn't pan out that well. Went on a series of loans. It just didn't pan out for him. And then he finds himself at Lille as well. And it's just a bunch of players that kind of just got their redemption story to win Ligue 1. I think that that's it. This is what I love about it. This is why I keep reiterating that how much I don't like this Super League. Because you miss out on these stories. You miss out on these moments. This is what we miss out on. And so I'm, I'm really happy for Lil being able to do this to beat PSG. You know, PSG, a team that has a lot of money. I mean, they weren't part of the Super League, but you know, they're a team that just buys the best players and in in, that they can that obviously that Bayern Munich or the other top clubs don't want and they bring them over here. Oh, well, I mean, they also got Neymar and Mbappe, but you know, big, a club with a lot of money that could buy a lot of players and they, and Lille was able to beat them. So congratulations, Lille for Champions League qualification. Um, it is PSG and Monaco. Now Monaco will have to play a qualifier to make it for Champions League. So their spot isn't guaranteed. They, once again, they would have to play a qualifier. I believe if they were to lose the qualifier for the Champions League, they do get a chance to go to the Europa League. So th- there's that for them. But um, but yeah, so once again, the teams that are going to be going to the Champions League is Lille and PSG and Monaco who have to play a qualifier in order to make it to the Champions League. The teams that are going to Europa League, or at least guaranteed an Europa League spot, are Lyon and Olympic Martial. The teams that are in the relegation zone are Dijon, Nimes and Nantes, who Nantes will actually be playing a playoff. So they'll be so essentially they'll be playing against the third place team from the second division. The winner stay either goes or stays in Ligue 1. So at least Nantes kind of gets a chance to stay in Ligue 1 uh, for the least, at least for them. The leading goal scorer for uh, for Ligue 1 this year was Kylian Mbappe with 27 goals. And the leading assist uh, player was Memphis Depay with 12. I like, like I said, man, I think Ligue was actually a really good league to watch. I obviously how intense the, 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 the push for the, for the championship spot was really good. I, I do love to see, you know, I don't like seeing championships already decided very early on. I like it when it goes down the wire. Um, and I think Ligue was a league to watch. The fact that you had that storyline going, I think it, I'm sure people were following Ligue 1 because of all that, but if you didn't, you missed out because there was a lot of pressure, especially going near the end. Cause like I said, Lil didn't, Lil had to win this on decision day. They didn't get, they didn't have, they couldn't have the luxury of winning it like a month before, six weeks before. You know what I mean? So congratulations to Lil. Uh, congratulations to Timothy Weah for being an American that. That gets to win some tro- uh, gets to win a trophy this year, so I'm sure U.S. men's national team fans will be bragging about that for sure. At least I am. <laughs> Going to tell you that. Now going to Syria, the champions, which were decided way way a lot sooner than than Lille, obviously. But uh, the champions were Inter Milan, and I gotta say this for Inter Milan, man, for a team that I wouldn't say started things slowly. I think they were doing really well in in, in Syria, but Obviously, to 
get eliminated from Champions League, not even be able to make it to the Europa League spot. Um, but, you know, all they really did have to, and I'm not trying to make this an excuse for AC Milan and, 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 and Juventus and, and, and the other teams. But I mean, you know, they didn't have to worry about any other competition. They just had to focus on winning Serie A. And, and that's all they did. They, they handled their business. They, the second half of the season, I feel like they turned it up and, and, and solidified their championship spot in the Serie A. So, um, a really good team. They have a lot of really good players, you know, Lautaro Martinez, uh, Romeo Lukaku, uh, Christian Eriksen, who I feel like kind of got better. Um, started things, started a little rough, but I think kind of slowly, kind of got gradually got a little bit better. Um, but they were a really good team. Um, kind of reason why I had the debate topic is because I, you can see the improvement in Serie A from just the top clubs themselves. And so that's something to highlight and notice. So, I mean, like I said, Congratulations for Inter Milan uh, for winning Serie A. The guys that will be joining Inter Milan in the Champions League will be AC Milan, Atalanta, and Juventus. Juventus just scraping on by had to and hope had to hope for some factors to, to kick and play uh, to kick in for them to make it to the Champions League, but they're in it. So at least you know there's at least there's that for them. I mean they were able to win the. The Italian Cup that they have, and obviously they also won the Italian Super Cup, so they did get some silverware this year. But obviously, uh, <laughs> um, you know, just knowing that they're in the Champions League—that's that's to me, at least, their sigh of relief. Um, even though they didn't win Serie A, but they're going—they're going to be able to compete in the Champions League next year. Um, AC Milan, this is huge for them. I, I I know that they started very well at the beginning of the season. Actually, I believe uh, it, before the Christmas break, um, they were undefeated. Um, and then obviously, and I, I, once again with me with AC Milan, they're just a very inexperienced team right now, a very young team. So the, the issue would be, can they hold on to that lead? And clearly they, they answered that in the second half of the season as they fell off a little bit, weren't getting the results that they wanted. Um, and we're just sending me a text. He, there's, he's still blowing chucks right now, but, um, you know, you know, kind of showing that lack of experience coming into play, but, were able to maintain their spot and finish second in Serie A. So, I mean, this is obviously what the Italian fans want to see, you know, for them. So, I think that for them, this is at least a good start. Um, I'm sure the expectations are going to get a little bit higher come next season, especially with Champions League in there. So, they're going to be making some moves to strengthen this team. And it's going to be really interesting to see what AC Milan does. As, as, I, as I personally feel, the Milans are back. Like the Milans are, I mean, Inter Milan has been back for a while, but AC Milan, the way they've been playing, I, I think it's safe to say that the Milans are back. Um, and so Juventus is time as consecutive champions. I don't think that's going to be a thing. I think this is going to be a lot more intense and a lot more competitive. And don't, don't sleep on Atalanta. I think Atalanta is that team that's steadily improving each year. And once again, getting another Champions League spot, I think can maybe add a few more players and, and make this team a lot stronger. And, and hey, you know, we're talking about Milan and Juventus, but they can easily swoop on in and win a title as well. So I think that, like I said, I think it, Serie A is getting better. And that's a good thing for Europe, uh, for, for Serie A to get good, to get good, to get better. Cause then with them being competitive, it makes the other leagues more competitive as well, especially in the Champions League. So I definitely like to see that for the Europa League spots, Napoli and Lazio have that Europa League spot. Now it's going to be interesting to follow Napoli. Because they did fire their manager in Gattuso. Um, so, 
going to be interesting to see what happens there. It's going to be interesting what happens with Chucky Lozano for you Mexican fans out there. Well, I'm a Chucky Lozano fan and I'm not Mexican, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. What are they going to do? Um, is, is the thing for me, but you know, they fired Gattuso. So whoever they put, whoever they bring in as their manager, it's going to be really interesting to see because I, I really can't wait to see what Napoli does. Um, I'm sure they want to get back into that mix, uh, for Champions League, but obviously they're in Europa League. At least they're having some competition, at least something that they can entice some people to come. At least you're in a, you're, you're going to be in another tournament, another chance to win some silverware. So you can maybe entice some players to go to Napoli. The teams that are going into relegation are Parma, Crotone, and Benevento. The leading goal scorer was Cristiano Ronaldo with 29 goals, and the leading assistman was Ruslan Malinowski with 12 assists. I think with for this Serie A season, what, like I mean, I've said it plenty of times now in this episode, but Serie A is getting better. It's not just a, it's not a one club race anymore. Like I think the fact that the Milans are Essentially, in my opinion, back, you have Atalanta looking like the way they are. Napoli was in the mix. Like, I mean, they were, they were competing for those, those, those last three Champions League spots. Obviously, they, it, you know, it didn't work out for them, but they were still in that mix. I think that with them getting better, kind of, I'm kind of beating a dead horse now with this, but with them getting better, it means that competition could get better for European competition, especially when you, that now is like, oh man, you know, and, it, and like I said, I understand with Inter Milan when they got into their group, they didn't even make it. They didn't even get that third place spot to at least go to the Europa League. They they were just eliminated. But I think that that I feel like th- this is a sign that that the Serie A clubs are going to be back. I will hope. I'm I'm not going to say that all of them are going to make it to the knockout stages, but I will say at least fifty percent. So at least two of the Serie A teams will make it. Um, to the knockout rounds next year. Uh, I guess that's going to be my bold prediction. But yeah, so I can't wait to see Serie A gets better. I, like I said, I think when the Serie A gets better, it's a good thing for, for everybody in the world of soccer, especially in Europe. So I can't wait to see the this league get better and better next year. Now let's go into the Bundesliga. The champions, well, they're Bayern Munich. I mean, Bayern Munich, we already knew Bayern Munich was going to win it. No one else thought anybody else. No one made, like, I mean, I wasn't going to make any bold predictions or anything like that. Um, we knew who they were. <laughs> they were who we thought they were. So there's that. I mean, I don't know what else to say about, I'm sorry, I had to take a sip of water. I don't know what else to say about, about, uh, Bayern Munich at this point. They won their ninth straight Bundesliga title. This team is crazy stack. They're going to lose a lot of players, but I'm sure they're going to restack. Not restart, reload this team up. And if they, if they don't need a reload on, if they don't go out and get another players for a reload, it's probably because they have somebody in their amazing youth system to come in and fill in that, that role. So Bayern Munich is just not fair, man. Like, I mean, they're just not a fair team. And, and until some of these other teams proves otherwise, that's, and obviously you're losing Hansi Flick, but you're going to bring in the, God, I really can't remember his name right now. But you bring in the guy in from RB Leipzig to come in and take over. So there might be, maybe something turns out a little bit different. Maybe because, you know, I don't know. I think Bayern Munich, you just, you get the keys to a Ferrari. And as long as you don't crash it, you're going to get, you're going to get to your destination very well. So Bayern Munich, nine straight championship. I mean, they're losing, they're going to lose some players this season, uh, this coming off season, but I think business as usual for Bayern Munich. 
Now, the teams that are going to be joining Bayern Munich in the Champions League are RB Leipzig. I want to point this out. In my bold prediction for uh, for the Bundesliga, I said that RB Leipzig would finish second. Edward said that it was going to be Borussia Dortmund. I was right. RB Leipzig looked really good. It's really unfortunate that they're going to lose a lot of players because either Bayern Munich bought them or some other club bought them. Um, but I think that RB Leipzig is one of those teams. Hopefully, hopefully they don't lose too much for because of the fact that you know Jesse Marsh will be taking over RB Leipzig. Um, I can't wait to see it. I'm really, I'll be, even though, okay, so for those who, who don't know, I do support Bayern Munich in, in some sort of way. I think I support, I support them mainly because I, I, I like, I like Philip Lam. I think that's the reason why I support Bayern, I support Bayern Munich. Um, I won't say they're my club. I won't say that, but I like Bayern Munich. Um, I guess if that makes any sense, but yeah, but man, RB Leipzig, man, I, it, it, this is such a good team. I, I hope, hopefully they don't lose too much because I think that team's a really good team. But anyways, so RB Leipzig finishes second. Third place is Borussia Dortmund. And in fourth place is Wolfsburg. That is Wolfsburg. Um, congratulations to Wolfsburg for making that Champions League spot. Congratulations to John Brooks. Um, you know, Wolfsburg, a lot of people were, I completely forgot about Wolfsburg, to be honest. And here they are. They're going in the Champions League. Um, so I can't wait to see what I can't wait to see Wolfsburg in the Champions League, man. I can't wait to see John Brooks in the Champions League. So I really can't wait, man. Um, uh, but yeah, so like I said, uh, joining Bayern Munich in the Champions League is RB Leipzig, Borussia Dortmund, and Wolfsburg. It's gonna be crazy to see what happens with Borussia Dortmund. Obviously, you know you have the Jaden Sancho rumor rumors. Jaden Sancho rumors are gonna still probably be going around. You got the Erling Haaland rumors. Uh, who knows what's gonna happen there? Will he stay with Borussia Dortmund? Will he go? Is is going to be the story to follow, but I'm sure Borussia Dortmund, uh, they have that amazing youth system. They're going to use it. So, um, and Gio Reyna, and so, uh, can't wait to see what the Bundesliga is going to at least at least for the teams that don't win, like. I still think Bayern Munich is going to win next year. I don't know why until proven. I guess, I guess until proven differently. I think Bayern Munich is going to win La Liga. I mean, win the Bundesliga. But yeah, so once again, the the teams are going to be joining. Uh, Bayern Munich in the Champions League is going to be RB Leipzig, Borussia Dortmund, and Wolfsburg. The teams are going to go to the Europa League is Eintracht Frankfurt and Bayern Leverkusen. The teams that are going to be relegated is Schalke, Werder Bremen, and Cologne, but Cologne will be playing in a playoff. So kind of similar to what Ligue um, they'll be playing against the third place team from the Bundesliga to, to either get promoted to the Bundesliga or, uh, you know, stay in the Bundesliga. So that's really what's on the line for them. Um, so there is that. Um, the leading goal scorer from the Bundesliga is Robert Lewandowski with a record breaking 41 goals. <sighs> I don't know what to say, man. I really don't. I know that that was a long pause, but it's just because. Like I said, Robert Lewandowski is such a beast, man. It's so wrong that this guy did not get a. He, I hope he gets the Ballon d'Or. Like, it, it, it would be unfair that this guy doesn't get. Like, they owe him a Ballon d'Or. They owe him two Ballon d'Ors. Like, they, he, he, he should get the 2020 Ballon d'Or, and I, and I, I feel that he should be the 2021 Ballon d'Or winner. There's no way you can change my mind. He should be a. He should have already been a Ballon d'Or winner. Um, 2020 was an amazing year for him. This year was even was still incredible. 
give this man two ball doors, uh, put some respect on this man's name. Once again, Robert Lewandowski with 41 goals and the leading assist man. I mean, let's face it. Robert Lewandowski scored 41 goals. Who do you think is going to be his, who do you think is going to be the assist man? And that is obviously Thomas Mueller, the guy that has fed Robert Lewandowski. I mean, he's not the only one that fed Robert Lewandowski, but Thomas Mueller with 18 assists. This man was injured and he still led, <laughs> led the Bundesliga in, in assists. So, uh, Thomas Mueller and Robert Lewandowski go figure that they're going to be the, the two people leading in their categories. But, um, what's to say about the Bundesliga, man? I mean, it's a good league, man. I, I really can't say anything else besides that. I mean, it, Bundesliga is a fun league. Um, I mean, the only thing that's just not fun is just knowing that Bayern Munich is going to win it every year. But the, those other teams, man, to see teams like RB Leipzig and Borussia Dortmund, a Wolfsburg, a Bayer Leverkusen, um, you know, you see the players that are going to, some really shining and an amazing young talents that are, that are in the Bundesliga that eventually either go to Bayern Munich or go elsewhere. In the, in the top tiers of, of Europe. But I mean, eh, it's another great season. The Bundesliga is a fun league to watch. I, I, it's one that I like watch. I'm, a, I'm going to say a lot of these leagues are fun to watch. Um, uh, but, but I mean, it's cause I love what all these leagues have to offer. So, so yeah, it, it, it's definitely been a great year. Um, even, even though we kind of knew that Bayern Munich was going to win the Bundesliga, but you know what? It, it, you know, even though you know the result, the journey was still worth it. You know, like, you, it's like if you, it's like watching a movie that you've seen before. Like, you may know the ending, but you're still going to enjoy it. And so that's basically how I take the Bundesliga. All right. Now, this is the league that I prefer, Edward prefers, and Spencer prefers. Um, and that is La Liga, the champions. I mean, we kind of said it already, but we'll go ahead and say it again because I'm sure. Spencer loves hearing this at this point. The champions are Atletico Madrid. Atletico Madrid have been the best, the better, they have been the better team this year in La Liga. Um, they, they, you know, when, when me and Edward were talking about, well, one, Edward had a lot of doubts in Barcelona. I was kind of confident, but not really at the same time. And the reason why I say that is because to be fair, to be honest, Real Madrid and Barcelona just didn't make any moves. And this is me trying to make an excuse for, for Real Madrid and Barcelona, they, they still have very loaded teams. <laughs> the issue was, is just kind of, and, and to where I got this quote from is actually to, to give the, you know, give the person his, his, his rights and his justice is, um, is actually a baseball YouTuber. His name is Giraffe Nick Mark, uh, Giraffe Nick Mark. Um, he's a YouTuber that makes videos for, for baseball, uh, for the MLB. And one of the things that he always says, if, especially when it comes to offseason, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. Um, and the, and the reason why he says that is because obviously if you're a top team, if you're talking about like Barcelona and Real Madrid, if you're a top team and if you're not, if you're not improving your roster, then you're getting worse. And the reason why you're getting worse is because other teams around you are getting better. I mean, Atletico Madrid, they went and got, uh, Luis Suarez. That's an improvement. They got better. Sevilla, they got Ivan Rakitic. They got better. Barcelona and Real Madrid didn't bring anybody in. Um, I mean, Barcelona has La Masea. Real Madrid really has nothing else besides the fact that they were going to try to, you know, make some moves this offseason where they would end up landing either in Mbappe or Erling Haaland. That's at least what, what's the saving grace for, for Real Madrid. Um, but 
when you're not getting better and other teams around you are, like you may be a good, uh, a really good team, but the fact that they got better, that make you know, Atletico Madrid's situation, they got better with Luis Suarez. So they were already a pretty good team. Adding Luis Suarez made them a really good team. So they became a contender. Just like Real Madrid and Barcelona this year, kind of, they went from favorites to contenders. So it was a very even playing field. And it really showed as it, how this, how the season ended. When Barcelona had to be eliminated the day, the, the, the week before for decision day. And, and like I said, Atletico Madrid, all they had to do was win. And that's it. They're, they, they are the champions. Real Madrid had to win their game and hope that Atletico Madrid loses. Cause I still believe a draw would have still gave it to Atletico Madrid. So when you have to the, the, uh, depend on factors, you're just not going to win it. And that's why I knew uh, this wasn't me. And like, even though everyone was trying to say I was trying to do some jinxing or some voodoo shit, that's not what happened. I knew Atletico, this wasn't me saying like trying to jinx Atletico Madrid. I knew Atletico Madrid was going to win it. There was no if, ands, or buts about it. I, even though it has dramatic those finishes were for both Real Madrid and Atletico Madrid, it doesn't change the fact that I still thought Atletico Madrid were going to win. And, you know, it's been a great season. The Luis Suarez story, you know, Diego Simeone is just a great manager. And for them to win their 11th La Liga title is, is really huge and, and really big for Spencer. And like, I kind of added this to Spencer. And I mentioned this last, last week as well. So Spencer, which is our, our producer, he doesn't really follow soccer, but he kind of does now, especially with the podcast because of just what me and Edward talk about. Um, but he, you know, when we asked him if he wanted us to help him pick a team, um, he actually picked Atletico Madrid. Like he, we, he like, he literally, didn't go with any of our suggestions. He went for Atletico Madrid. And, um, and so he became an Atletico Madrid fan. And so for me and Edward, we decided to show him our appreciation by getting him an Atletico Madrid jersey from this, this season. So we got him this season's Atletico Madrid jersey. Um, and, uh, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, I know at least the, 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 the soccer jersey selling the resell and all that shit spectrum because I'm I'm just not because I don't sell my jerseys. But I would imagine that a jersey from a year the team won a championship in, probably maybe a player worn jersey would probably be more valuable than that. But I mean just a jer but I feel like there's some value with a jersey from a year a team won something significant. And obviously winning La Liga is pretty pretty big for especially for Atletico Madrid. So, I mean, the, it, it, at least for for Spencer, I think it holds some sentimental value to to be the, be to for you to pick this to be your club, Atletico Madrid. Um, I mean, because I mean, Spencer could have probably just went at it and and picked like oh oh or you know like just an unfair team like Bayern Munich or or Manchester City. No, he went for Atletico Madrid, and I mean they're a really good team, but obviously when they have to tackle Real Madrid and Barcelona as well. Um, you know, so I mean, I think it was a, it was a great choice from Spencer. And I think that he, that jersey is going to just mean so much more for him that that's his first jersey from the first team he chose to be supporter of. And it's from a year his team won a championship. So congratulations, Spencer. And congratulations to Luis Suarez and Atletico Madrid for winning their 11th La Liga title. Joining Atletico Madrid in the Champions League are Real Madrid, Barcelona, and Sevilla. I think that their, their places wasn't going to change, but I mean, obviously Real Madrid and Atletico Madrid were competing for at least the championship near the, for on decision day. Um, the teams are going to be going in the Europa League. 
are Real Sociedad and Real Betis. And the teams that are going into relegation are Ibar, Real Valladolid, and Huesca. The leading goal scorer for La Liga was Lionel Messi with 30 goals. And the leading assist player was Iago Aspas with 13. Iago Aspas, man, I always like, this guy is such an underrated player, man. Um, kind of like the, the guy everyone forgets about, um, which if you guys don't know, he plays for Celta Vigo. But uh, one second. <sighs> Need some water. But yeah, uh, no, but yeah, Messi, 30 goals, man. <clears throat> I really, once again, I really hope Messi doesn't leave, but I totally understand it. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens with Barcelona in, in this offseason. We'll see what Messi does in this offseason. He might stay. He might not. Who knows? But that's the beauty of, of this offseason that I really can't wait to, to, to see. But, yeah, so that is La Liga. And now we're going to wrap things, well, at least wrap the season, the, the season recaps with the English Premier League. And the champion of the English Premier League is... Manchester City. And, and I mean, I think some people are probably like, oh, you know, we saw this coming. Not really. Not really at all. Because in the first half of the season, Manchester City had a really rough start. I believe at one point was not, well, they weren't even in a rough league spot. I mean, probably were like flirting with eighth, ninth. I don't, I don't remember in, by, by, by the transfer, by the, the, the January transfer window, they weren't. Um, in a, in, in, in Europa League spot. And these guys were able to rally and make a strong push. And I mean, I, I believe most of it, I mean, they have an amazing attack, but I feel like what people don't talk about is that defense with Ruben Diaz and a lot of people that have, that have their skepticism with John Stones, but Ruben Diaz has been the it factor. I, I honestly will say to this again. Uh, I said it on Unhinged FC, but I'll say it right now again too. Um, Ruben Diaz should be the English the English Premier League Player of the Year. I mean, there's probably another player that you could probably make a very good argument for, but I think the impact that Ruben Diaz had on on um, on Manchester City, and I mean, I, I feel like is is a reason why they 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 got the success that they have right now with possibly going into a treble, you know, because they got the Champions League final coming up. But um, it's it's definitely going to be uh, worth watching. Uh, with Manchester City, man, I can't, I can't wait to see this. Um, but yeah, congratulations, Manchester City, for winning La Liga. And this is also Sergio Aguero's final year because he will be going to Barcelona uh, next season. And um, yeah, man, no, for him to to finish it with a with a with an English Premier League title and <laughs> finish it with a and hopefully finish it with a Champions League final, uh, well, a Champions League trophy. We'll see what happens there, but. Uh, just what a time in, in Manchester City for Sergio Aguero. Um, so hopefully they can, they can finish it strong for him, but we'll get, we'll get to the Champions League final, uh, pretty soon. Um, the teams that are going to be joining Manchester City in the Champions League are Manchester United, Liverpool, and Chelsea. It was a big battle for these, uh, we'll say the, the last two spots. I won't say, uh, Manchester United kind of had their spot for a while, but Liverpool, Chelsea, and, we're, we're definitely in a, in a deep battle, especially with Leicester City, who was in the top four 
for a very long time, and it took till decision day to kick him out. So if you guys want to figure out Europa, the Europa League spot, Leicester City has it. Um, so there is that. But but yeah, so champion, joining Manchester City in Champions League is Manchester United, Liverpool, and Chelsea. The Europa League spot goes to Leicester City. In the relegation show, in the relegation zone, you have Sheffield United, West Brom, and Fulham. Everyone kept making fun of me because of my my little petty comments about Fulham. But once again, I said that in the in the, like in our first episode, our first episode, I just said it's safe to assume that Fulham's going to get relegated. So and Fulham, got, don't worry, Fulham fans, you'll be back in the English Premier League next year. Uh, but yeah. The leading goal scorer was Harry Kane with 23, and the leading assist man was Harry Kane with 14. Like I said, Harry Kane, like I said in the beginning of this podcast, Harry Kane is going to be a huge addition to whoever he goes to. That's showing you. So, I mean, it wouldn't shock me if Harry Kane gets player of the year, uh, the English Premier League player of the year. Um, I feel like Ruben Diaz deserves it, but maybe Harry Kane, uh, or I don't know who the, the I think they should give it to somebody that well we'll see but Harry Kane had a great year so that is the season recaps all right players of the week so Edwards player of the week is Luis Suarez who scores the championship winning goal in Atletico Madrid's two one win against Real Valladolid once again kind of saying what we already said but. The story, just with Luis Suarez, with all that he's gone through in last summer with the drama that was going with Barcelona, where he basically was exiled from Barcelona and then goes to uh, Atletico Madrid and and, win, and wins uh, La Liga was just a, a big moment for him. And I just, I'm just really happy for Luis Suarez. So, yeah, definitely a great, a great pick for Edward. And my player of the week is... I'm going from going to the MLS with Lucas Zalarayan, who scores two free kicks in the Columbus Crew's 2-1 win against NYCFC. Columbus Crew in in dire need of some wins, kind of started a little rough. Uh, which was, you know, this was a team that I have heavily favored to win the MLS Cup this year. Um, but you know what? When you have Lucas Zalarayan, you have some confidence in yourself. So he comes in big and scores two free kicks. Not just scoring two goals, two free kicks, man. So. That's very impressive. So congratulations to Luis Suarez and Lucas Ella Ryan for being our players of the week. All right, man. The Liga MX final. We know who's in the final. Let's get, let's get going with it. So to recap the semi, the semifinals, you have Cruzo beat Pachuca one to nothing. Santos Laguna beat Puebla three to one. So the final you have Cruzo and Santos Laguna. Uh, shout out to Jose who was going to co-host this episode with me and obviously something something happened so he had to take care of that but I'm sure he would have wanted to talk about Santos Laguna but last time this, this, these two faced off Santos won one to nothing so a little bit about Cruz Azul they finished first place in the Clausura they scored 26 goals Jonathan Rodriguez uh, scored 23 of them so he's basically their attack um, they allowed 11 goals this year which is kind of the reason why they were able to finish first because they were really good defensively this year and how they got here was they beat Toluca in the quarterfinals and then beat Pachuca in the semifinal. Santos Laguna finished in the class order in fifth place. So they were close to getting that into that top four spot. They didn't have to play re- reclassification, but well, they played reclassification. 
This year, they scored 18 goals and allowed 13 goals. So they're not that far off defensively from Cruz Azul. They probably just don't have the, the attacking power of Cruz Azul, but they definitely have the defensive fortitude. Um, how they got here, they beat Querétaro in um, the reclassification round and then beat Monterrey in the quarterfinals and Puebla in the semifinal. Um, when I look at these two, man, Cruz Azul just has such a great year. Like, there's. There's no really any other way to spin zone it for them. And because of that, I'm, I'm going to be boring and I'm going to pick Cruz Azul to win La Liga. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure my Cruz Azul fans could probably say that I'm high and that Cruz Azul is a cursed team and, and they, they're not going to win it because curse, the curse is always the reason why. But I think Cruz Azul, that, that attack power is just way too good. I mean, maybe Santos can be that, that answer defensively. But, you know, they got to be able to find some goals and to score against Cruz Azul because, I mean, they look pretty well, uh, pretty solid defensively as well. So, I mean, this is a really close matchup. It could come down to that second leg. I mean, probably there could be a nil-nil draw for that first leg, and that second leg could be what decides the, the winner of that of the of, of Liga MX. But for right now, I have Cruz Azul winning this. All right. And now, the 2021 Champions League final. Now, we, you know, like I said, Unhinged FC. So you guys already know my prediction if you listen to Unhinged FC, but I'll go ahead and say it again. But Manchester City versus Chelsea. Last time these two faced off, Chelsea won two to one. How Manchester City got here, man? They won Group C, and that Group C consisted of Porto, Olympiacos, and Marseille. They beat, uh, in their knock, in the knockout stages, they beat Borussia Mönchengladbach, Borussia Dortmund, and PSG. To get themselves into the Champions League final, so they they basically went through a gauntlet. Um, no offense to Manchester Gladbach, but for Dortmund and PSG, those were two really hard matchups. Um, they were definitely on the tough on the tougher uh, side of the of the table of the I guess of the of the bracket. But they they're here in the final. This is the first appearance in Champions League, the first Champions League final appearance for Manchester City's history. So that is huge for them. That you know they're going to want to make a big statement. They're having an amazing year. They are on the verge of winning a treble if they win this Champions League final. So, you know, they're going to want to do well in it. Now, Chelsea, they won Group B, which consisted of Sevilla, Krasnodar, and Rennes. They beat Atletico Madrid, Porto, and Real Madrid. So, I mean, you beat the Madrids. So, I mean, it's not like Chelsea didn't had, had didn't, did not have an easy, had a, they didn't have an easy track trail either. To, to go up against Atletico Madrid, obviously a really good defensive team. To beat them and then got what you wanted by facing, uh, by facing, you know, Porto, but then you had to go against Real Madrid, but you ended up beating the odds and now you're in the final. But you got to highlight is back to back finals for Tuchel, who last year was in the final with PSG. And here they are. Now, for me, the X factor for Manchester City is Phil Foden. Um, he scored three goals and had three assists. So that's something to highlight. Uh, in this matchup, uh, for sure. It, for Chelsea's X factor for me is Conte. I think Conte is going to be a very active player on the field for Chelsea. Um, so be, don't be surprised if he's damn near everywhere on the field because that's, that's basically what Conte is. And this is a guy that you got to let him go off, like go off King and, and make sure you handle your business. All right. Once again, you heard my prediction in Unhinged FC. But I'll go ahead and say it again in case you guys didn't catch Unhinged FC. 
my my prediction for the for the this Champions League final is that Manchester City wins in penalties. So I'm going to go ahead and say that they end up drawing one to one, and they go to penalties, and Manchester City wins it. So that's my prediction. Um, at least, at least I know an American's going to lift the Champions League trophy because obviously in Chelsea's side you have Christian Pulisic, and on in the in Manchester City you have Zach Steffen. I guess kind of, but not really count. But you know what? We'll take it. Uh, but that's it's a that's a cool. So that is the Champions League final prediction. I'm gonna go ahead and take a break because I need to drink some water. Because I mean, holy shit, I've been talking for almost for for over 45 minutes. So that's impressive. Uh, <laughs> holy shit! But yeah, so I'm gonna go ahead and take a break and drink some water, and we'll go ahead and wrap this show up. Hey, it's Hector. Yo, this is Edward, and we are Insert Name FC. Listen to us discuss news, recaps, and preview games from across the world of soccer. Catch us on unhingedsn.com. Hello? We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. We will see you there. And we are back. So, we are having a 3 up, 3 down for this episode. And it's just mainly because uh, I just didn't know. I couldn't pick. Uh, think of a topic. So, I mean, I'm just going to throw this out there, um, kind of similar with the debate topics. Um, if you guys have an idea for a, uh, for a three up, three down topic, three up, three down, basically it could be anything. It's, it's, this isn't has to be soccer. It doesn't have to be soccer related in any way. Um, but it's just random categories. So essentially what it, for those of you that are like first time listening, three up, three down is basically hearing our top three and bottom three. Of a specific topic. So for instance, like, uh, I don't know if I did a three up, three down on, well, uh, I think some cars. So like we did, we did one a while back, a three up, three down on cars. And my, my top car, God, I don't remember. I think, no, I think it was like a Ford Raptor. And then my, 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 my bottom tr- car was, uh, I don't remember. But anyways, essentially that's what it was. So that that's what a three up what the three up three down is. So it could literally be any category. So if you guys have an idea for a three up three down topic, go ahead and send us a message. We we'll even give you a shout out as well, similar to how we'll we'll do with the debate topics. If you guys have a have a three up three down topic, honestly, it could be random as hell. As long as it's not like super offensive or as long as it doesn't like if it doesn't make me think like this could lead to something racist as like a racist remark. You're good as long as it doesn't go there. Like it could be offensive in some sense, but I mean, like as long as it's not, we're not, as long as it's not like where we're probably like spewing hate, we're good. So, and that's what you want to know. Um, but it, I just, um, but yeah, so we just couldn't come up with a three to up, three down topic. And then plus, it doesn't help that, uh, once again, Edward, Edward has got food poisoning from eating pasta at pizza. I feel like that. I feel like this is going to be the title of uh, the episode is Don't Eat Pasta from Pizza Hut. I think that's going to be the title for this episode. Something around those lines. Um, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully Unhinged Sports Network isn't looking to partner with Pizza Hut because I'm pretty sure we just bash Pizza Hut to the point where we're not going to, they're not going to want to do, deal with, uh, at least at least not with Insert Name FC. Um, I might even, to be honest, I might be bold enough to just tag Pizza Hut 
<laughs> uh, on our on our social media for this episode. I might just do it. I don't know. Um, Unhinged Sports Network. Uh, if if you guys were trying to get a partnership with Pizza Hut, well, I'm sorry, but <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, so because we're not doing a three up three down, I think I just want to, I guess, take a, like a a moment of reflection. Obviously, we we just finished our first season, at least our first European season. I should probably uh say that as that. Obviously, because you know we still have Major League Soccer. Um, you know, this, this summer we're going to have, you know, gold cup, uh, a Copa, Copa America and, and euros. So we'll, we'll still be pretty busy in the summer, but, um, the fact that, you know, the season's over and, you know, we're going to have a Champions League, uh, we're going to have a Champions League final. Um, you know, it's just, it's really just, uh, a really, you know, kind of surreal moment of how, how this podcast started, you know, cause, uh, this honestly was just an idea that I came up with. I had kind of a, kind of an idea of how I wanted it to go and how to sound like as far as, you know, the, the performing part, which was me and Edward. Like I even knew I wanted Edward to be the, the host of the show. Um, because of the fact that I knew me and Edward had this, this chemistry that I don't think is, 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 uh, easy to replicate. And, um, and, and talking about a, a sport that I love. Like, I mean, I love all sports. Like everyone, knows, you know, people that know me, they know I love baseball. They know I love basketball, football. But, you know, soccer is my love. That's my passion. That's what, uh, you know, the first thing I did as a kid was play soccer. Uh, apparently, I don't know if this is true or not. According to my dad, uh, you know, I was crawling up like my, you know, we were at the soccer fields over in L.A. And I, cr- I was trying to crawl up to a ball. And next thing you know, I got smacked in the face by a soccer ball. Someone, I guess someone like passed it really bad and it just smacked me in the face and according to him i wasn't crying i was laughing so you can take that for what you want because that could either tell you one this guy really actually does love soccer or two this kid's a borderline idiot or at least was going to be a future troublemaker i mean you're not that wrong so i mean uh uh it's it's just it's just crazy man like for me to have a podcast and, and for it to still continue like the obviously the hard part of of having a podcast is consistency. Like you have to be able to stay on top of it, especially if you do a weekly podcast or or you or you, or you do a podcast that you you do twice a week or three times a week. Like some of these podcasts, like guys that you know, like part of my take, like people that that are constantly making episodes. Um, I got total a uh, uh, lot of respect for them, and they're people that I, you know I always you know I look at and. And I try not to replicate it because I don't want to be a copycat, but, you know, kind of do it in my own style. Um, it's kind of the reason why, uh, you know, uh, that kind of like my influences to why I did the podcast. Um, and, and like I said, you know, to have the support of Spencer and Edward and, and, you know, unhinged sports network and like all these people that are telling me to keep pushing and, and keep going. Um, it, it's, it's really, you know, it, it's a, it's a really great, makes me feel good to know that I'm not just doing it just to do it. Like people are in fact listening to me, but for, for one, thanks for, for that. But, you know, for them to tell me to keep going and, and that, that I'm on the right track, that I'm doing something right. Um, it is, is a great, it's great to hear, especially, you know, for, for somewhere where I, where I, how I grew up and, um, 
that was, you know, that wasn't something I heard a lot, uh, for me. And I'm not trying to like, you know, kill the mood here or anything like that. But yeah, it was, it's, that wasn't something I heard a lot. Like it was like, Oh yeah, yeah, you're doing the, you're on the right track. Like you're going to do something with this. You know, those, those aren't things that I heard. You know, I, I grew up being told, you know, not being told, but I was always told to, you know, just get a good job, get, uh, something where you can live comfortably. Like that was always the word I always heard was comfortable. And I mean, I, I, it's not something I don't disagree with. I, I would love to live comfortably. Um, I'm not trying to be overstressed out or anything like that, but <sighs> starting this podcast was really big, something that was kind of out of my comfort zone. And I didn't know how it was going to work out, but you know what? I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I, I got the support that I have. I, uh, everybody from, from, you know, <laughs> doing random YouTube videos for, for, for a YouTube channel, for my YouTube, well, yeah, if you guys didn't know, I had a YouTube channel at one point. Um, and then eventually I, I, I was part of Soft Sports. So if people don't know, Soft Sports is like a, is a Houston sports. YouTube channel. Um, I used to do videos for them, uh, where I was talking Nashos and Dynamo. Um, I'm, you know, for that's where I really got my confidence. And, and, you know, once I decided to do the podcast, it was just kind of one of those things where, you know, Hey, let's see if I can do this. Like, let's see. Like I had my vision of how I wanted things to be ran. And, and I, you know, I was like, you know what? Let me see if I can do it. And to look at it now, and I mean, over a thousand downloads, uh, for insert name FC. Um, you know, we're not there social, you know, we're, we're not there yet. Like, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you we made it. Like, <laughs> I'm not, that's, that's not me, but, uh, to know I'm on, like the, to feel like I'm on the right track, like, it, you know, cause obviously I'm, you know, I'm my own worst critic. Um, and you know, Edward and Spencer can tell you that for sure. You know, I always want to make things perfect. Um, and I mean, that probably annoys the hell out of them for about that or me, but, uh, that's, that's who I am. I, I want to make things right. I want to make sure that if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. And, um, to be here and, and to finish a season, <laughs> a full season of, of European soccer is just, it makes me feel good. Uh, and, and I can't wait. I can't wait to knock out another season. Um, it's been so much fun. And, and, and trust me when I say this, man, I'm not done. I'm nowhere near done. Um, you know, we'll, it's crazy to think we'll, we'll be hitting our, our, well, not, not soon, but like come August, we're hitting our, our one year anniversary. Um, not, not, I mean, we're on episode 38, so we're not, we're pretty close to episode 50. Like, to hear all, to think of all of that and to know I'm still, we're still doing this. Like I know a lot of people that have pot that have tried to get into, to do a podcast and either they're just not consistent with their episodes or they just flat out just stopped doing it or thought about it and just never execute, you know, fully executed on it. Um, and here I am on episode 38 finishing a full season. Uh, of soccer, of European soccer. Um, it makes me, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't know the word to describe it. Like it's, it's satisfying. And like I said, I'm nowhere near done. 
Um, I'm, I'm going to keep pushing out the, the, the episodes, um, until, you know, not only, not, not till, not till I'm satisfied, but where I know me and Edward and Spencer are, 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 are killing it. Like we're doing it. Like this is now our jobs. Like, you know, like that's my goal is to make this somehow our job. And not only for us, but also for Unhinged Sports Network. Like obviously if, if we succeed, that's because Unhinged Sports is, and, and, and we're so damn proud of being part of Unhinged Sports Network. Um, that was, I, I think I didn't realize where this, how good this podcast was till Unhinged Sports Network came in. Um, you know, so I gotta, I gotta thank Jim Mernier, um, for, for giving us that shot to join the Unhinged Sports Network. And, and like, I, and I tell you, I'm hungry. I'm always hungry. Like I'm to quote to quote uh to quote uh Tyrese Tyrese from Fast and Furious. We hungry. Um and 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 I you know I I want this network to succeed. I want this podcast to succeed. And so uh, I gotta give a shout out to the Unhinged Sports Network. Obviously, you can follow them on on Twitter at Network Unhinged. They do also have an Instagram it's, uh, at Unhinged SN. Um. Hopefully we can see a little bit more from them on, on Twitter. Um, you know, I got to mention it. The Danish American Football League, uh, Unhinged Sports Network has partnered with the Danish American Football League and court, and the quarterback of, uh, the Gold Diggers. Great name, by the way. Uh, Aaron Ellis. They're following the journey of Aaron Ellis as he plays in the Danish American Football League. Um, such an exciting, uh, uh, series to follow, man. Watch that on YouTube, uh, on Unhinged Sports Network's YouTube. You can find that link on our on our link tree that's on our bio. You're gonna click right there. Uh, we'll put uh, Unhinged Sports Network's uh, YouTube channel right there, so you guys you can you can catch the uh, uh, yeah shoot. Uh, you can catch Aaron Ellis's journey, through, not only Aaron Ellis's journey, but just the uh, the the gold diggers. Like, see how they do in the Danish American Football League. There are some storylines to follow there. It's a really good journey. If you love watching like shows like QB One or or Last Chance You, I highly recommend check that out. So once again, it's gonna the link's gonna the link's gonna the link tree's gonna be in our bio. You're gonna see Unhinged's uh, YouTube channel. Just go ahead and click there and check out that. And not only that, but check out like Unhinged FC, uh, High Heater, uh, Cover Cover Six when it gets when it gets brought back. Uh, the the you know Race Day Unhinged. Like check out what some of the great podcasts that they have available as well. Um, and then check out their website, unhingedsn.com. You can see some blog posts. I'm actually doing some blogs there. So you can also check that out, uh, see how, I, how well I write. But yeah, so shout out to the Unhinged Sports Network. Like I said, guys, I'm hungry and I'm ready to keep, keep fighting for y'all. Um, shout out to Alejandro Gomez, man. Kind of going with like just the constant support that I've had. Alejandro Gomez is a big, big part of that. I, she's always, Checking up on me, ask me how the podcast is doing. Um, she, you know, she created the logo for the podcast. Like I had a vision on how I, I, I tell y'all, I had a vision for this podcast. I wanted it to sound a certain way. And I even wanted it to look a certain way. And when I asked Alejandra to make the logo for the podcast, I told her what I wanted, but I also told her to have fun with it. Cause that's the thing at the end of it all with this podcast that. It has to be fun. Like we're a, we're a fun podcast. Like, yes, we talk soccer with a certain IQ, but we also joke around. And, and that's kind of, I think one of the things that people like about this podcast, at least that's what I hope. Um, 
and Alejandra, she made an amazing logo. It is very fitting to the insert name FC name. Um, I love the logo. Edward loves the logo. Spencer loves the logo. We all love the logo. Unhinged has told us they love our logo. Um, so, uh, yeah. So Alejandra Gomez, she's, she's definitely one of those people that I always, I always feel grateful to have and, and her company, ANG Graphics. Um, you can follow her on Instagram at a.g.graphics with an X. Once again, it's at a.g.graphics with an X. So go ahead and check her out. You can even send her a message if you guys have, want her to get a logo done for yourself. And obviously this is, this is a guy that really made me feel uh, confident and just, just because of what he brings to the table. So for you guys to understand what, I mean, obviously you got, uh, most of you guys know that me and Spencer served in the, and we were in the same unit in the Marine Corps together. Um, Spencer was a, a beat producer. Like he made beats, you know, I, uh, I, I, you know, Spencer's a really talented, uh, musician and his beat making is incredible. I mean, if you guys, you guys hear the intro, you guys hear the outro. So you guys know how good Spencer is. Um, and I, I remember I was just asking him for the intro and outro. Uh, but you know, Spencer, like just, just the fact that, you know, Marines look after another and, you know, we want to, you know, we want to do more. And Spencer, he loved the idea of the podcast. He loved the logo. Um, and he wanted to do more. He wanted to become our producer. Um, and, and so, you know, he's, he's our producer for the show. Um, and if you like the beats and you want some beats for your podcast or your YouTube channel, or, or maybe you're just a, you, you're a rapper and you like what he, what he brings and you want a, a, an authentic Spencer beat for one of your songs. Hit him up on Instagram at that guy dope. Once again, it's at that guy dope. Um, just hit him up and he'll take good care of you. For you guys that do have a podcast or a YouTube channel, I, I'm, I, I constantly will say this over and over again. To have your own beat, to have your own sound, is so huge for people to hear that and be like, Hey, that's this. Like when you hear our intro, you know, that's in besides the fact of me screaming insert name FC, like, you know, that's insert name FC's beat. Like, you know, you're about to listen to insert name FC. Like it, there's something really great of having your own beat. And that's what I recommend for everybody to have their own beat. So shout out to Spencer. Once again, if you want to get a beat for yourself, Follow, one, follow him on Instagram, but also send him a message once again at that guy dope. So yeah, so that's the show, episode thirty-eight. Uh, hopefully, next uh, next episode for episode thirty-nine, we'll get Edward back. Um, hopefully, he's he's not eat, well. We know for sure he's not going to be eating pasta from pizza from Pizza Hut anymore. But hopefully, hopefully things go back on track for Edward. Man, it's just you know. I'm sure that I'm sure I did a good job with this episode, but the banter with me and Edward is definitely why, why I think a lot of people listen to us. So, um, thanks for listening, uh, having this guy awkwardly talk to himself for almost two hours, but you know, thanks for listening and catch us and catch me and hopefully Edward back next week for another great episode where we're going to have to recap the finals of the Europa League and the Champions League and Liga MX. So we got some things to talk about, even though, you know, the European season is over. There's still some things to talk about. We got transfer transfers are going to be ha happening pretty soon. Um, 
So room transfer rumors are going to be a thing, man. So we're going to have things to talk about here at Insert Name FC. So thanks for listening and catch us next week. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.